What's kicking chickens? Welcome back, uh, eventually. <laughs> Can we fix it? Um, listen, it's summertime. Me and Jen are out here living our best lives, and we've been slacking a little bit. And I would apologize, except that I've been having so much fun that I don't feel bad even a little bit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jen, how are you doing, boo? I'm with you. I'll have like a pang of guilt on occasion and be like, we really need to record a podcast. But then like there's parties and cookouts and drinks by the water and oh, signature collection and campaigning. And oh, right. I forgot so about that. Do. Ew, you're like uh, running for office too. That's gross. Yeah. So there's so, like, we're a little busy. It, it <laughs> well, today's episode is just in time. Um, we want to give all the women and uh, people who identify as women out there um, just a nice, easy list of what women are not allowed to do with their bodies. Because I feel like, you know, it's really hard navigating what we are and are not allowed to do as women. Um, so... Uh, the short answer is um, what they want. Women are not allowed to do what they want with their bodies. This has been Can We Fix It? And we'll see you next week. No. <laughs> yep, packing it in. Packing it in. World's shortest episode. Um, no, so obviously um, anybody who doesn't know this has been living under a rock and therefore is probably not listening to our podcast, but Roe v. Wade was yeah, repealed earlier this month. Um, and it was a gut punch for many people. Um, I think I had, I know you and I talked about this, Jen, but like, I feel like I had an easier time wrapping my head around it. Um, A, because the Republicans have been trying to do this for like 50 years. So it's nothing new. Right. Um, and B, obviously the news leaked several months ago that this was something that was coming down the pipes. And so I feel like I had time to process and be pissed and be frustrated. Um, it was funny. I was actually on a date on the night that it officially got repealed. And my date was like, do you want to like go to the rally or, and I was like, you know, honestly, I was not planning on having all of my rights revoked today. So like I did kind of have other plans. Um, <laughs> wasn't like, didn't schedule it in. Uh, so I'm all set. Um, and also thank God we didn't go. Can you imagine going on a date and having it end with one of your best friends getting punched in the face by a police officer? Like, well, that kind yeah, of ruins the fucking recommend. mood. <laughs> like, um, yeah, we did the same thing. My boyfriend took me out for drinks and he's like, do you want to, he's like, I know that there's something going on tonight. Do you want to go? And I was like, no, only because I'm exhausted. I, I just need to go to bed and sleep off all of today. And I think we all probably would have thrown down pretty hard had we been there and seen that happen. I I kept saying I didn't realize that her husband, uh, Jen's husband, Tom, was not at the event. And I, after making sure that Jen was okay, my first thought was like, God, the Herculean level of self-restraint that Tom yep. did not straight up murder that man in cold blood. Yeah, it's, it's true. It really does speak a lot to his character that he did not haul off. Um, and, and one of the things that I do, that I do want to bring up because I don't, 
I'm kind of torn on this, right? Because I do not feel like we should be giving men a cookie whenever they do the bare minimum. But I also recognize that when you do thankless work, a thank you is always, you know, appreciated. And I just want to give a quick shout out to all of the dudes who have our backs right now. Um, It's, it was really nice to see the amount of men at that protest. It's really comforting to see that the men in our lives are realizing that this is something that impacts all of us. Um, When women are pushed into these oppressive situations, it, it has a ripple effect um, that Mm -hmm. really like can fuck up a family dynamic, can fuck up a work dynamic, can fuck up friendships because we are constantly at this high level of stress and like death con five as it were. And it's really nice that there's a group of um, male allies that like understand um, and yeah. know that it is also their problem. Even if it's not their fault, it is absolutely also their problem. Like this isn't solely our burden to bear. Yep. Agreed. I mean, this is, this is a men's rights issue too. I mean, so many men are not living completely different lives right now because of safe and legal abortion and it affects them too. And it's good to see them actually realize that and be like, yeah, this is, this is also a men's issue. This um, is something that affects us just as much as it affects the women. And And they're half the fucking problem. Not to be a dick here. I'm not getting myself pregnant. (laughs) Like, Exactly. It's a 50-50 endeavor. Um, so, you know, the Supreme Court has made it clear that women are not allowed to choose to have children. Um, that is no longer an option for us. Um, we, if we get pregnant, we are having those fucking children. Um, and I think there are, there are a number of reasons why this is a terrible idea Not the least of which is like maybe forcing mandatory pregnancies on people during a time when there's like a nationwide baby formula shortage and gas is so high that you can't even drive yourself to an OB appointment is not a good fucking idea. Call me crazy. Most people, a lot of people have lost jobs due to the pandemic. A lot of people don't have health insurance, but sure. Let's fucking make women go, you know, experience the most dangerous thing that can happen to them because we are at the bottom of the list when it comes to maternal mortality and bad outcomes for women during pregnancies, you know, but we're behind every other developed country in the world when it comes to that. And if you're a black woman, it's even worse. So, you know, let's just, I feel like we're We've just been set loose and we're walking through a minefield. Absolutely. Constantly. Absolutely. And, you know, the the conservative argument of like, well, then just don't have sex. It's like, okay, well, a um, couple reasons why that doesn't work. Um, in a country where a woman saying no doesn't mean no, <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't always get to decide whether or not I'm having sex. So like, yeah, I can, it's not ladies choice y'all. Right. Like I can go ahead and be like, that's it. Knees closed, not doing it anymore. But like, as we know, my no does not mean jack shit to some men. So like, you yeah, look, go ahead. We know that some men don't like to take no for an answer. 
they just don't like hearing the word no, whether it comes to, you know, no, you can't pet that dog to no, you can't have sex with that woman. Right. And, and so like, it's, it's very, it's very comical to me that this is now all on women. It's like, well, if you didn't want to get pregnant, you shouldn't have had sex. And be like, well, I didn't want to have sex either. Just so we're clear. <laughs> yeah. Just to make this abundantly clear. I also do not choose this. Yes. Um, and one of the freakiest, like this really fucked me up, but, um, you know, obviously social media has been bopping about all of this stuff. And there was, I want to say it was on Twitter, but a man asked his uh, wife, who's a gynecologist, like, do you think that there are going to be more suicides now that women are not allowed to legally terminate their pregnancies? And his wife, oh, yeah. without skipping a beat, said, yes, and I think there are going to be more murders, too. Yep. And that reminded me that one of the most likely ways that a pregnant woman will die is murder. Did you know that? Did you know that one of the top five reasons why a pregnant woman will die is murder? Yeah. Yeah. Because even though these men are out here. Right. Every even though these men are out here fucking anything that moves, they are all about um once the consequences of those actions come, being like, ooh, this is not what I planned for. Gotta get rid of that, broad. Um, and this is anecdotal. Um, based on, again, the the social media outcry that's been happening. But the amount of dudes that are out here claiming to be pro-life who have at one point or another encouraged their sexual partners to get an abortion, the Venn diagram overlap is like nearly a perfect circle. <laughs> very, very, very close. Very close. And like, I've had men tell me that I needed to get an abortion who are now on social media just bestowing just all all sorts of pro-life and I'm like so that would be like a new opinion then wouldn't it right oh so you've evolved so that would be like a new opinion evolved yeah interesting and so speaking of opinions one of the things that I do not feel like is being harped on enough okay um Everybody, obviously, rightfully, is upset with the Supreme Court justices who swore that they were not going to um, overturn Roe v. Wade, who then, you know, changed their fucking minds. Um, Mm -hmm. And everybody's like, well, you're allowed to change your opinion. You're allowed to change your opinion. Okay. Um, Sure. Absolutely. Quick thing, though. Supreme Court justices are not supposed to make their decisions based on their opinions. Right. They're supposed to make their decisions based on the law, the letter of the law, the consequences of the law. So if you, as of five years ago, were under the impression that these laws were all well and good, that they all made sense, that they were all sound, I don't really give a fuck if you changed your opinion. Show me the receipts. Show me the facts that have changed that led you to bring this as, um, have this go from something that was perfectly legal and constitutional to now something that the states get to decide one by one to take away from women. Mm-hmm. Like the law didn't change. The language didn't change. So like what, right. what you new thing? Mm. Yeah. You need to recognize that. And nobody does. Yeah. And it's, it's really uh, fucking Amy. Thought of that. Amy is the one that's really pissing me off because like we've had this conversation, Amy Coney Barrett, we've had this conversation yeah. on multiple occasions about how, 
systems of oppression um, rely on a couple of the oppressed to participate. Absolutely. Right? So like at the state house, for example, there were women who were treated like absolute fucking garbage up there, namely all of us. But it was encouraged by the leadership that if you sat quietly and didn't make a big stink about things, then they would give you something nice for all your troubles. You know, like, oh, I'm so sorry that you got sexually harassed every day for four years. But you know what? If you promise not to tell anybody, I'll make you a chairwoman. And the women who agree and get the 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 thing that they wanted um they they are helping to perpetuate these systems of oppression and it is it's frustrating right because on the one hand you're like yeah of course she should get something out of it like she had a horrible experience and she deserves to have something nice at the end of this but on the other hand you're like right but if you don't say anything then you're now guaranteeing that this is going to happen forever and ever and ever and ever because now leadership yep. knows that as long as they promise you something small and stupid you will shut the fuck up and take it and uh. the amy coney barrett's of the world who participate in these oppressive systems um honestly i feel like do more damage um because you get to point at this woman and go well well she's fine with it so i don't understand why everybody else shouldn't be yep um it's it is exhausting. It's exhausting. It's exhausting being a woman. It's exhausting. I'm exhausting just having this conversation. Exhausted just having this conversation because it, my God, just to live immersed in this every single day is so exhausting. Well, I'm weary. I think about when we were at the party and we met those two, um, those two other best friends who were showing us a photo of them at like a NARAL protest back in the 80s. 80s. And at, yep, I think it was like 84, 87. Yes. I can't remember. But, and yep. at first I was like, oh my God, that's so cute. You guys are adorable. And then I just had like this really tragic moment of like, fuck, we're still, and we still don't have rights. Like, like what the, the fuck? Exact same thing. Full 40 like, years later. We were, we were like, oh my God, look at the two of you together. And then I just kind of looked at you and I'm like, Oh shit, that's gonna be awesome. 30 years. <laughs> Literally with the same just reuse the same sign over and over. Over and over again. Like it's not going to stop and it's not going to end. And that is the when you come to that realization that this never ends, it's it's exhausting. It really, it really is. And one of the things that and and this ties into, you know, the 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 next set of of things that you cannot do as a woman. Um, It is amazing to me that the same people who want you to carry uh, a baby to full term, no questions asked, no excuses, no extenuating circumstances, like you got raped, well, you're about to have a rapist baby, enjoy. Um, Like, oh, your uncle like forcibly, you know, like forced himself on you, like you're about to have a Habsburg baby, so sorry. Like. There's have fun breastfeeding that child because we're not even going to provide this formula. Oh, like, right, right, right. Everything that this is so grotesque. It is so utterly and completely fucking grotesque what they will make us do. What they are 
delighting in making us do. And I think that, oh God, it's a dagger. It's a fucking dagger. And Just how the joy they take in this utter horror show that they're perpetuating. And for the men listening, um, if you went to public school, if you went to fucking Catholic school, you did not get a real good solid overview of how a woman's body works. Um, I don't even have to know what school you went to, to know that you absolutely did not get an accurate understanding. Cause I'm a woman and I barely got an understanding. Like I learned a lot of shit on my own and was like, it would have been very helpful if somebody taught me that. Um, I can't tell you how many men grown men in the year 2022 think that women like pee and have sex out of the same hole. Like, like we're just like a chicken down there with <laughs> like something, you know, it does, it's multi-purpose. It's a cloaca. <laughs> cloaca. Cloaca. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't want it. I, you know, I, educate yourselves. So one of, one of the things that you were absolutely not taught is that when you have, um, and, oh, what's, mm, when you have an unreliable pregnancy, like a, an ectopic pregnancy or like one that's yeah. like in your fallopian tubes or like, you know, one that hasn't attached to your womb wall, but is like somehow made its way into your lower intestines and you got a butt baby growing. Like whenever you have to listen, I watch a lot of house and that was a real episode. Okay. Uh, the butt baby. The episode. butt baby episode. And you know what I was mad about? <laughs> they never once called it a butt baby. And I was like, missed opportunity, you guys. Yeah, that's offensive. Um, but when you need to get one of those pregnancies taken care of, it is not a separate procedure. It is still called an abortion. Yeah. Okay. So you have now determined that a woman who has a pregnancy that is going to explode her fucking fallopian tube is illegally not allowed to terminate that pregnancy because you dipshits don't have an understanding that it is the same procedure, whether it is elective or whether it is medically necessary. That's not a great move, y'all. Yeah. That's like, yeah. that's like saying that you are not ever allowed to have breast surgery covered by insurance, not recognizing that a mastectomy is still very much breast surgery and not something that we do for funsies, but something that we do to prevent ourselves from dying. Right. Yep. So like these are called unintended consequences, everyone. Oh, absolutely. And one of the one of the things that is really frustrating to me is that we have these two intertwined conversations happening at once that nobody is picking up on. <clears throat> and it is at the same time that we are saying that women are not allowed to terminate a pregnancy. We are looking at Senator Tiara Mack and saying that we are also not allowed to teach women how their bodies work, how to prevent an unwanted pregnancy or how to have sex that is pleasure-based and not specifically for the purposes of creating a child. And how you can have those two opinions at the same time is the dumbest shit I have ever heard in my life. And I would like to be clear here also <clears throat> that I don't think people are understanding when they talk about only teaching procreative sex and, and how that is, you know, 
so much better than teaching about pleasure-based sex because they shouldn't know about that. They should only know about procreation. Procreative sex is pleasure-based sex for one of the participants, always. They're learning about pleasure-based sex. Oh, shit! It's true. Oh, shit! You can't have procreative sex without one person getting extreme pleasure from it, hopefully. You know, nobody gives a shit about the other person. I honestly, I never thought about it that way, but like, fuck, dude. Fuck, dude. Making a baby only requires one person to orgasm. Isn't that fucking tragic? Isn't that <laughs> fucking fun for everyone. Well, not really. You can have like the worst two minutes of your life and then like, oh, oh man, we made a fucking child with that? Jesus Christ. Cool. So yeah. glad it was worth it. The win. <laughs> um, amazing. So it again, unless you've been living under a rock, I think one of the other news stories that has just been blowing the fuck up is um Senator Tiara Mack had the fucking audacity to have fun in the summer at the beach, like the piece of shit she is. Goddamn women. God, what a Terrible person you are. What a fucking monster. How dare you be How out with your friends you? at the beach looking adorable. Seriously. Having How, a good time. Fun, living your best life, looking cute as hell. How dare you, ma'am? One, just yet another thing that women are not allowed to do. Showcase their bodies. Um, oh, God forbid. Bid. Now, as a woman who has stood at a gas station in sweatpants and a hoodie and had fucking creeps come up like, you should really smile more. I want to be very clear that it does not matter what the fuck you wear. You are going to be objectified. Period. End of sentence. That's just life as a fucking woman. Um, And so it uh, it is not surprising that everybody lost their fucking minds when it's pretty completely unsurprising tiara decided to twerk on the beach um which couple things i can't twerk standing up so the fact that this bitch can twerk upside down is offensive (laughs) okay fuck you lady anti-gravity twerking is like next level like the only thing i'm mad about is that i absolutely cannot do that um yeah And I also want to point out, if my ass looked that good while I was in office, bitch, I would be twerking to the dais daily. Fucking check it. Ah, ah, check it. Like, I just passed some good legislation twerk, twerk. (laughs) I love it. Apologies for low-key objectifying you, Senator Mack. uh, But obviously that's something that you've gotten very accustomed to over the last couple of days because that has been awesome. All over the news. Um, it is. It, and to be clear, it should not be news. No. This is, no. This is, it was a cheeky, adorable video of her being happy. And it has been twisted into uh, almost like a sex crime playing out on Twitter. And <laughs> people are ridiculous. It, I've, I've, it's completely expected, but utterly ridiculous. And it's also just like, just add it to the list of things that women are not allowed to do with their bodies. Um, Enjoy them. We are not allowed. Our bodies, guys, in case you did not get the memo, are not for us. They're for men. 
That's what our bodies are for. Our bodies are for men to make babies with. Our bodies are for men to objectify. Our bodies are for men to judge and make comments on. Our bodies are not ours to do with as we please. Um, And Jen, like you and I talk about all the time how older generations of women are oftentimes some of the worst perpetrators of this kind of ruthless fucking judgment. Um, and part of me thinks it's a little bit of jealousy, right? Like she's smoking hot and you have not looked like that in a very long time. Um, it happened. And part of me thinks that it's jealousy in that they weren't ever allowed to express themselves with their bodies. Um, they were not ever allowed to wear what they wanted to wear, to be comfortable in their own skin. Um, And to see this new generation of women that does not give a fuck what you think about their bodies or what they put on Mm -hmm. them must be really frustrating, right? Because like, if you knew that you could have done this the whole time, right? If you could have just been living your best life, wearing your tube tops, wearing a bikini, even though you're not a size four, you know, maybe they wouldn't have been so sad or felt so judged all the time. Um, Yep. And maybe they feel a little bit of regret that they didn't have the balls to to make those changes for themselves and for their generation. And for that, I am yeah, deeply I sorry, right? But let the girl fucking live. Isn't she in her 20s? Yes. Her ass is she never going to look this good woman. again. Let her show it off. Like, I don't understand why everybody's freaking the fuck out. And it's also, it's also Dumb. like... It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be that ostentatious, right? So, like, I know that my very first year at the State House was the year that Jimmy McLaughlin decided that he wanted to add to the rules and regulations of the House that there should be a dress code for women. And it of was course. clearly directed at me. Um, it wasn't subtle, right? Like everybody else was wearing pantsuits and I had the audacity to have my shoulders showing. Jesus, Lord have mercy. Um, and that How can was enough. possibly be expected to do all their important, important work when they got a half naked lady in front of them. Right. And like it, it just goes to show that there, there's nothing that you can do for them to be okay with you feeling good about yourself because that at the end of the day is what they take issue with. It's you being in control of your own body. It's you having the agency to make decisions about your own body. They don't feel good that you feel good about you mm-hmm. because they've been working really hard for many years to make you feel bad about you. And the fact that you are refusing to feel bad about yourself just shows that all of their efforts were in vain. And like, that's really, that's really frustrating for them. And like, ain't got it. It must be so hard. It must be so hard to see these women out here living their best lives. Did you know that data shows that single unmarried women are happier than any other demographic? I completely believe it. And that marriage is great for men. Men who get married make more money. Men who get married live longer. Men who get married have a better quality of life. Women who get married. Overall. Women who get married. Yeesh. Not so fucking much, my dude. 
Women who get married yeah. have shorter lifespans. They make less money than their single counterparts. They uh, are, on average, less healthy than their single counterparts. Um, they are less financially stable. Marriage is a fucking trap. And men are always out here like, oh, she's trying to trap me. Like, bitch, your life would be vastly improved by having a woman in it. We are willing to tolerate all the terrible things that happen to us because we love you that much. Do you understand how fucking crazy that is? That's insane. Right, exactly. Settle down, you know? Settle the fuck We're down. getting a deal here. And so, like, we... We talked about how, you know, if you went to public or Catholic school, you did not get an accurate representation of how the human body works. And for me, it was when I talked to all of my other friends who were raised Catholic, we all had this female friends who were raised Catholic. We all had this like underlying universal experience that is both hilarious and tragic. Okay. So prior to us being sexually active, but post us getting our periods, you know, when you first get exactly. your period, it's not super regulated. You know, it comes one month and then it skips one and then you have it for two full weeks right. and then you don't have it all. It takes a minute for it to like catch up to what's supposed to be going down. All of us at some point or another as teenagers thought that we were pregnant with the new Jesus. <laughs> Because nobody explained to us how our bodies worked, but everybody explained to us that the Virgin Mary gave birth to our Lord Jesus Christ. And so as an adult talking to a bunch of my Catholic friends, like there were many of us who had the experience like, dude, I was 14 and I was positive. I was positive we that have, I was pregnant with the Messiah. We never, we've never discussed this before, Maura, but I was raised Catholic and I had the exact same <laughs> Terror. You know, 13 years old, never touched a man. I'm not ready to be Jesus's mom. With the baby Jesus. And I was like, oh, fuck, this is going to be a thing. You know, I just want to be 13 years old. But no, I, I, I was like pregnant with the next baby Jesus. And so <laughs> it's a very real Catholic horror thought that women Catholic girls have. And if you were raised Catholic, went to Catholic school, went to Catholic college, like this is another conversation that we had when um, Cynthia had been outed, when Cynthia Mendes had been outed as being anti-choice earlier on in her life. And I said, for those of us who were raised religious, there was no opportunity for us to learn that sex wasn't a sin and abortion wasn't a crime because that was all we had ever been told. And I honestly mm -hmm. respect it more when somebody who was raised in that kind of household unlearns the mechanics of those deeply toxic belief systems because that means that they had to do that work on their own, right? It's not mm -hmm. like you learned at fucking summer camp at like proud to be Catholic summer camp, which yes, is an actual summer camp that I used to go to every fucking summer. I had like five signed chastity cards that said I was going to wait right. for marriage. Thing, like re religious communities, you don't often get that room to grow. That is what you're born into. That's what you're raised into. That is usually where you meet your significant other. And then you perpetuate the cycle for all eternity until someone questions it or, or, goes outside of their, you know, their place of origin and discovers more, but it's that that's not always guaranteed to happen. Right. And that's the thing is that like 
when you deny women the agency to decide when they're ready to have babies and simultaneously refuse to fucking tell them where babies come from, you're going to have a lot of babies with shitty childhoods, my dude. Yeah. You're going to, we're going to have an entire generation of dam of damaged people. I know we, we talk about how, you know, humans are resilient and, you know, we can overcome so much and still go on to live happy and healthy lives. But what you're damning so many children into unwanted homes and we're going to overwhelm the foster care system and the adoption system. And, and, and it's going to reach a point where, you know, facilities that usually take children that have to be given up won't be able to anymore. And they're going to say, no, you have to stay with your family. What are they going to do then? We're going to have an entire generation of abused and harmed children. And it re- that, that hurts me. You know, people say, wouldn't you hate it if you were aborted? I wouldn't know. <laughs> I wouldn't fucking know. All right? I was born and I have the life I had. If I was aborted, I wouldn't fucking know. And it's Two perfectly fine options. The bad option is I was born and lived a horrible life of torment and lovelessness and feeling like I am worthless. That is the third option that's unacceptable to me. Right. And all of these people who, I really, I really hate the term pro-life. I really do. Because again, the Venn diagram of pro-lifers, pro-gun control, and like anti-social services is like nearly a full fucking complete circle. And so it is, you know, it's the most clever marketing strategy that anybody has ever come up with to say that people who are anti-abortion are pro-life when in reality they're just pro-pregnancy they're just pro-pregnancy and pro-control yeah they're pro-control and i think we all know that this is just going to give people more of an opportunity to judge this new subsect of people right because how many Like, this is fucked up, but I used to say all the time, I was the first person in my big Catholic family to have a baby outside of wedlock. I want to be clear. I was not the first person in my giant Catholic family to get pregnant outside of wedlock. (laughs) I was the first person in my giant Irish Catholic family to have a baby outside of wedlock. And so it's everybody feels super comfortable just judging the shit out of me as the black sheep who's like the whore who couldn't keep her legs closed. But if we went ahead and did away with abortion, you would find that I am not the only one. I'm the only one who chose life. Isn't that fucking interesting? A lot more cousins. Isn't that fucking interesting? And so this is just another way for people to be like, oh, look at this fucking whore. Because right now you can't, you can't possibly know which of your cousins or siblings or children is having sex outside of marriage. Um, unless. Unless they're toting around a whole tassel of kids. Right, right. Right. And that's the, the new scarlet letter. Oh, look at that whore. Oh, yay. Look at all those children. Yay, and another, another way. way to margin, it's another way to marginalize women, too, because God forbid you have to depend on social services and get WIC or SNAP or, or, or Medicaid. Oh, you're going to be judged for that, too. It, you're going to be marginalized in a million different ways. And that will be public knowledge, by the way. At some point, recipients of those programs 
that they've been forced into, those lists will become public knowledge and they'll be widely shared so they can be shamed even more. Oh, absolutely. And, or you end up like me, like when I was at the state house and I was absolutely eligible for financial assistance because I was making belly button lint and fucking peanuts to do that goddamn job. I wouldn't go on assistance because I was terrified at how I was going to be treated. I remember you telling me that a long time ago and just thinking, holy shit. And that I was willing to go nights without dinner because I could either feed my kid or myself. I was willing to go nights without dinner rather than give people the ammunition to treat me differently for being poor. Yep. And... You know, one of the many, one of the many things that happens, like we we brought up Cynthia Mendes and how she was, you know, anti-choice when she was in her younger years. And that was perfectly fine to splash across every newspaper and say that she wasn't shit and she was a terrible person and blah, blah, blah. And who fucking changes? And yet a couple of weeks ago when I don't remember if it was the co-op or Lenny CO specifically called Dominic Ruggiero a criminal, which he is, he did commit crimes when he was younger. Um, The journal said, oh, they had to reach back, you know, over 20 years to come up with that insult. Interesting how when a man makes a mistake, we say, oh, but that was so long ago. And when a woman makes a mistake, it is fresh to fucking death, my dude. And on top of that, when we're talking 20 years ago for him, he was in his 40s, correct? Correct. Yeah. Cynthia was in her 30s when she, you know, had her growing experience and, and came to understand, you know, different points of view. Right. He was in his 40s. When he shoplifted condoms. Right. But it's yes. but we have to forgive him because that's different. That's different because he uh, has a penis. Do you see how that's right. different? I forgive. God, it's the penis clause that makes everything fine. It is. I mean, we we started this episode by asking what can women do with their bodies? And the short answer is nothing. And the long answer is nothing. But I want to end on, um, you know, like a positive note. I found this poem earlier today and it really resonated in a way that I was not expecting it to. And so I want to share it with all specifically the women that are listening. Um, It's called Breathe by Becky Hemsley. And it says, uh, she sat at the back and they said she was shy. She led from the front and they hated her pride. She asked for advice and then questioned her guidance. They branded her loud, then were shocked by her silence. When she shared no ambition, they said it was sad. When she told them her dreams, they said she was mad. They told her they'd listen, then covered their ears and gave her a hug while they laughed at her fears. And she listened to all of it, thinking she should be the best girl they told her to be as she could. I fucked that up like a million times. Be the girl they told her to be best as she could. There we go. But one day she asked what was best for herself instead of trying to please everyone else. So she walked to the forest and stood with the trees. She heard the wind whisper and dance with the leaves. She spoke to the willow, the elm, and the pine. And she told him what she'd been told time after time. She told them she felt she was never enough. She was either too little or far, far too much. Too loud or too quiet. Too fierce or too weak. Too wise or too foolish. Too bold or too meek. Then she found a small clearing surrounded by firs. And she stopped and she heard what the trees said to her. 
She sat there for hours not wanting to leave, for the forest said nothing. It just let her breathe. Let women be. Let women live. Let women lead. Let women be happy. Let women wear what they want. Let women twerk on the beach. Let women get abortions. Let women have birth control. Let women be. Just let them be. We let men be their toxic, disgusting, ratchet selves day after day, and we applaud them for the bare fucking minimum. Let women just be. They don't have to be girly. They don't have to be butch. They don't have to be nice to you. They don't have to be friendly. They don't have to be fun. Let women be exactly the hot, beautiful messes that we let every fucking other man on this planet be. Let women breathe. Because this is stifling. This country is smothering us. This country has decided that there is no right way to be a woman. And I say, fuck that. There's no wrong way to be a woman. I am sad, of course, about all of the things that are going on right now. But I also know that... Baby girl, they've been trying to do this since the beginning of time, and they have never shut us down the way they wanted to. And I am confident that even now, with new rules and restrictions and guidelines and decisions that are being made about our bodies without any understanding of our bodies, that we will still thrive, and we will still kick ass, and we will still find ways to work around this garbage system and to burn it down if that's really what it's going to take. because. The reason that they've been trying to keep us down for as long as they have is because they know that women are resilient as fuck. And that if we were given all of the rights that we deserved, there would never be a reason to have a male president ever again. Amen. Amen. Friends, we will be back with a new episode. Probably. We promise. (laughs) We'll get there. Thank you for sticking it through with us. We love you. Go be a good neighbor and uh, wear your masks again. It's starting to get spicy. Yeah, everybody I know has COVID again. How is this happening? So I'm pretty sure, I mean, this was what I was told the the last time we were doing contact tracing. And I don't know if it's applicable for this particular variant, but because I just had COVID over Mother's Day, theoretically, I have like an immunity window where for the next two months or so, I'm uncovidable. Um, Very nice. If I am wrong, feel free to not correct me because this is as happy and light and not stressed out as I have felt in a very long time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Go be a good neighbor, my friends.